Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs, and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the CRNAclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there, but otherwise let's jump into today's episode. Ah, the exciting CRNA shadow day. You've barely slept the night before because you were so excited to wake up at the crack of dawn and get your eager little booty into that OR to shadow a CRNA. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of shadowing. And if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our free masterclass, Getting Into CRNA School 101. I will link that below. We talk all about getting into CRNA school. All right, let's get to it. So setting foot in the operating room at the head of the bed, watching that CRNA intubate and envisioning yourself doing the same thing one day is so exciting. I remember the first time I set foot in the operating room. It was terrifying, but yet so thrilling at the same time. I just, I had so many questions. I had so many things I wanted to talk about, but there are some things that you do and do not want to do. So Let's jump into that. We've all been there wondering if we have what it takes, questioning whether or not we are good enough, wondering what that CRNA is thinking of us, and trying to glean as much insight as we can in the few short hours that we're there. Your shadow day is so important, not only because you need to shadow for your application, but also because you really truly need to take a hard look and see if this is what you can envision yourself doing for the next 20 years and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in the education for. There's nothing worse than spending, you know, two or three years of your life getting into CRNA school and then realizing halfway through your program and thousands of dollars later that it's not for you. So let's talk about how you can make the most of your shadow day, the do's and don'ts, and just to make sure you're getting everything out of it that you need to. So number one, don't, don't say you're in it for the money. Everybody knows that CRNAs make a decent salary. We're well compensated. However, you're going to be extremely unhappy if you're in it just for the money. And that's going to come across 
RNAs are going to be able to pick up on that. And so is the admissions committee. There has to be so much more behind the why of why you want to become a CRNA. Is it improving your skill set? Is it embracing the autonomy, the responsibility? Is it the role that you're playing at this in this vulnerable time period in people's lives? All right. So that is a don't. Don't say you're in it for the money. Here's a do. Do wait for the right time to ask questions. We get it. You're not super familiar with the flow of the operating. But that's one of the things that we cover in our digital course. We talk about the flow of the operating room, what to expect during your shadow day. We dive a little bit deeper about things you should ask and be aware of during your experience of shadowing. So definitely keep an eye out for that and check that out. But anyway, all right, here is a do for you. Do wait for the right time to ask questions. There's a lot going in the operating room. The surgeons are getting ready. They're scrubbing. The surgical techs are preparing all of the instruments. The CRNA is putting the patient to sleep and getting everything hooked up. There's constant movement. Everybody has a job to do. And at the beginning of the procedure, the surgery going to sleep, that induction period, and induction means you're inducing anesthesia, it's busy. That's not a good time to question. There's a lot going on in the operating room. When the CRNA is getting the patient in the room, putting them to sleep, don't ask a lot of questions then. Wait till the drapes go up and the CRNA is done with their charting. That point, they're going to ask you, hey, do you have any questions? And then that's a good time to rattle off the list that you prepared the night before. Also, try not to interrupt the CRNA with a ton of questions when they're trying to do something. Oftentimes, critical events happen in surgery. The patient might be losing a lot of blood. You hear the suction going and the CRNA perks up and starts looking over the drape and they start preparing maybe a bloodline or calling the blood bank to get some blood ready. Or maybe the IV is not working and they're having to put in another IV under the drape. That can be a little stressful. Save your questions till after the crisis has resolved or things are a little calmer because that CRNA is really going to need to focus on the issue at hand and keeping the patient safe. They're going to definitely want to debrief with you and talk to you about what happened and what they did. They will explain all of that to you, but it might just not be in that moment. So make sure you have that emotional intelligence, kind of pick up on what the CRNA's body language is doing, what they're thinking, and save your questions till it's a good time. Okay, here is a do for you. Do ask the CRNA what they love and what they don't love about the profession. We expect you to ask us, what are our favorite things about a CRNA? But don't be shy about asking, hey, what are the downsides of the job? What are some things that you don't like about your day-to-day? How is your lifestyle? What's your work-life balance? What are some things you wish you knew when you were applying or before you applied that now in retrospect you wish somebody had told you? No job is perfect. And their answer might vary sort of dependent on what facility they are at. Every job location that you work is going to be different on whether or not you get out on time, what your break situation is like, how much call you take, how often you actually get called in, what your vacation time is like, of course, what your pay is, the culture of the relationship between the surgeons, the nurses, and the CRNAs, and the anesthesiologists. That does all vary from facility to facility. But overall, there are some general concepts and some general overlap into what all CRNAs experience. Many CRNAs have to take call. 
Many CRNAs choose to work longer shifts, 16 or 24 hour shifts. Many CRNAs also work just eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours as well. So ask them what they like about their job and also what they don't love. So maybe they don't love working with residents at their facility. That's something to keep in mind. Maybe they don't love that they are having to do a lot of pediatric cases. Ask them why they don't like enjoy doing peds. Maybe they don't like that they have to do a lot of GI cases. Ask them why. Is it because it's a lot of cases all at once? Is the production pressure high? Try to get some insight into why they are saying those things and if it is just facility dependent or if maybe this is something that all CRNAs would experience. Try to put yourself in their shoes and say, hey, is it important for me when I graduate to work at a place that gets me out on time? Maybe they really love working at an all CRNA practice where they do all of their preoperative blocks and regional. Maybe that's going to be important to you for you to work at a place where you really work with a small team and you're responsible for doing the blocks. Maybe that you don't see yourself doing that. Maybe you want to work at a place that does a lot of OB or high-risk OB. Maybe that's something you're drawn to. Maybe you're a PICU nurse and you want to see yourself pursuing pediatric anesthesia. Talk to them about what kind of cases they do, if they are part of an OB team. Just try to get their sense of what the flow is like for them on their day-to-day basis because you're going to meet lots of CRNAs with different experiences at different facilities, and it's going to be so great for you to be able to compare kind of the different job satisfactions at, at different places. It's not grammatically correct, but you know what I mean. All right, so do ask the CRNA what they liked about their program. Ask them if it was an integrated or front-loaded program. Ask them what they did their research project on. Ask them about their clinical sites, their clinical experience, if they rotated to an all-CRNA facility, if they rotated at a VA, what their regional experience was like, what their cardiac experience was like. What are some things about their program that they did not love? Was the cost of their program and the education that they gained worth it for them? Ask those questions because those are things you need to know. Ask them if they met their numbers or if they struggled getting some of those, you know, pediatric cases. And when I say met their numbers, all CRNA students have to meet a certain number of minimum clinical cases for different subspecialties, like geriatrics, pediatrics. You have to insert a certain number of central lines, A lines, do a certain number of epidurals, regional blocks. So some students may have struggled getting that experience. And that's something you really want to know and ask these CRNAs about. Hey, you went to this program. How was is, how is your experience in, in this rotation? Because if you're struggling to get those numbers, that can be really stressful. And depending on how supportive your program is, it kind of might be up to you to advocate for yourself. So those are really good things to try to gather some more information on. Another do for you, do be prepared to see some pretty disgusting things and smell some pretty disgusting smells. Now, when I first shadowed in the OR, I remember the smell of cautery and being like so nauseous and thinking, I cannot become a CRNA because I can't stand the smell of cautery. We were doing a big open belly case, and those can be even a little more intense than others. This was quite a few years ago. And I remember telling the CRNA, Willie, that I was shadowing. I was like, I can't stand the smell. And he was like, you get used to it. I couldn't stand it either. So that made me feel a little bit better. But seriously, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. 
And I shadowed more and I realized that, okay, it's not as bad. Not all cases have that much like smoke, we call it. And now there's something called smoke evacuators where as surgeons are bovying, which is, you know, cauterizing, it sucks the, the, the smoke from their bovies. So it's really not as bad. But anyway, if there is something in the operating room that you can't, like if you look over the drape and you feel like you're going to pass out, that's kind of a bad sign. Maybe you need to shadow more. You're a nurse, so I'm assuming that you're going to be pretty comfortable being in the operating room. But definitely it's worth just making sure you can handle all the grossness that happens. If you start to feel like you're going to pass out, say something. We do not want a student, a med student, a shadower passing out in the OR because that's a lot of paperwork. And in all seriousness, it's normal. We have med students who look a little queasy when they're holding that retractor, you know, for three hours. And we say, hey, you need to step out, drink a little water, sit down. Don't be ashamed. Tell the CRNA, hey, I'm going to go step on and get a drink of water. Use the bathroom real quick, grab a bite to eat. That is totally normal. You don't get a lot of water breaks when you're in the OR. So make sure you're hydrating, drinking water, have something to eat. It's a very high stress situation. So it's okay if you are not kind of feeling so great, but just make sure you tell your CRNA, hey, I'm going to, I just, I'm going to sit down. Don't be embarrassed about it. It's okay. You can still become a CRNA. Just do a couple more days of shadowing and see how you feel. Here's your last do for you. Do ask the CRNA if they have any advice for your journey. You are there to absorb as much knowledge and wisdom as you can. Try and make the most of it and ask the CRNA for their advice. Ask them what they think that you should do to become a more competitive applicant. Ask them if they know anybody who went to the programs you want to apply to, if that's a colleague or a faculty member. CRNAs know other CRNAs. It's a very small community. And oftentimes when people come talk to me and ask about a particular program, I often know people who went to those programs or who taught at those programs. It's really easy for me to connect people that way. And imagine if you shadow four or five different CRNAs, imagine how many people they know. So go ahead and ask the nurse anesthetist that you're with, hey, do you know anybody at this program? Do you have any advice for my journey? And they will bestow their wisdom upon you. So Anyway, that's all I have for you today. If you haven't already been to the CRNAclub.com, go check that out. And if you haven't watched our free masterclass, Getting Into CRNA School 101, I will link that below. And go ahead and hit that follow and subscribe button. And I will see you next time.